frenzy weekend and just at the end there as you look around the young people you see all those leaders that take our children away to frenzy and to flip side and do incredible things with them all year round it's a family service give a round of applause to all those who volunteer to lead our young people okay this could go scarily wrong but i promise not to jump on the communion table like i did the last time you learn from your whatevers. Ivan was a happy boy. He lived in a town called Hatville, maybe in Texas, a place where everyone wore hats, not just any hats. And here's the thing now, Fitzroy. I see the hat that you're all wearing in my imagination. Be very, very frightened as we speak. The lawyers wore hats. The photographers wore hats. The midwives wore hats. The teachers wore hats. The dentists wore hats. Everybody had a hat. And Ivan's father was the hat maker. A very good hat maker. Ivan loved to watch him work. He would go over and watch his daddy making hats. People would come to his shop and order a hat. Ivan's father would ask, well, what do you really love to do? I love to fish, one man said. Do you fish well? That I do. Then you need a fishing hat. So Ivan's father would make it, complete with a pocket for the hooks and a small bucket for the bait. He made everyone a hat. And since everyone wore a hat, everyone knew what everyone else loved to do and did well. If you want some flowers, talk to the lady with the roses on her head. If you need directions, ask the man with a hat made from a map. Wondering how to fix a fence? Look for the fellow who wears a hat shaped like a hammer. Everyone wore hats, and Ivan's dad made hats. Could anything be better than that? One thing could. Getting your own hat. And Ivan was about to receive his own hat. At the age of 10, each boy and girl celebrated Hat Day. And Ivan was nine, going on 10. He could hardly wait to get his hat. What will mine look like, he thought. Oh, would it be made like the clerks? Oh, it's in here. Bright blue like the policemen's, covered with cloth like the dressmakers. He didn't know, but he would find out soon. All Ivan could think about every day was his new hat. All he could talk about was his new hat. He told everyone, my hat day's coming, my hat day's coming. The people in Hatville were excited for Ivan. Some people had their own ideas about what kind of hat he should wear. Felix, the baker, did. Ivan passed Felix's bakery every morning on the way to school. And every morning, Ivan stopped in the doorway to smell the baking bread. <sighs> he couldn't always see Felix. Felix was, Felix was short and round like the cookies that he baked, but he could always see Felix's bobbing hat. It was tall and white like a wedding cake. One day when Ivan stopped by for a sniff, Felix was waiting for him. I hear you're about to get your hat. And he smiled at the young boy. I am, said Ivan, I am. Well, I have a surprise for you. Come in. And with that, the baker stepped back into the shop and Ivan followed. 
What could be the surprise? He asked. A donut? Some cookie dough? Oh, one of Sheila Trinder's cakes? No. Felix didn't give Ivan something to eat. He gave him something to wear. I have a hat for you, he announced. Ivan was surprised, not disappointed, not happy, just surprised. He thought his hat would come from his father, the hat maker, but then again, maybe he was wrong. Besides, Ivan didn't want to hurt his friend's feelings. Thank you, Felix, Ivan said, taking the hat. Go ahead, put it on, and so Ivan did. It was too big, and it fell right over his eyes, but over his whole face as well. That's okay, little friend. It will soon fit. Just wear it anyway. Ivan didn't know what to say except, thanks again. And he turned to walk out the door, but he walked straight in to the lactern because he couldn't see. Here, I'll help you, offered Felix, guiding his friend to the door. Um, You look great. You really do, just like me. Ivan started to thanks thanks again, but he tripped and stepped and fell over. Oh, funny, he said to himself, I thought my hat would fit better than this. Oh dear, I can't see anything. Since he walked the same way to school every day, Ivan was terrible, was able to feel his way down the street. Soon the scents of the daisies and roses told him that he was near the flower shop. When he heard the hammers pounding, he knew he must be near the carpenter shop. And the sound of music told him that he was passing by Miss Anita's piano studio. Miss Anita loved music. And Miss Anita loved Ivan. Ivan's father had made her a special music hat, wide and round, with tiny guitars on the top and piano strings dangling at the side. Since each string had a bell on the end, everyone knew when Miss Anita was near. It was a different sort of hat, but it was perfect for Miss Anita. No one else would want to wear it, but Miss Anita wouldn't be without it. She loved the hat, and she loved Ivan, and she loved it when he stopped to hear her play. Of course, in this day, she didn't recognize him. All she saw was a hat on a small boy. Who are you, she shouted. From within the hat came the muffled sound, It's me, Miss Anita, it's Ivan. He heard her quick steps on the floor. That's not the hat for you, she declared, and she yanked it off his head. Nearly took his head off too. It's not, he replied. Of course not. There is only one hat for you. Suddenly Miss Anita disappeared into her studio and came out with a very different looking hat. I made this just for you. I've been working on it for days. Here, try it on. Ivan was surprised. Not happy. Not disappointed. Just surprised. He'd never seen a hat like this one. Funny, Ivan said to himself, Miss Anita is a good musician, but she's not a very good hat maker. A piccolo dangled from the side and sheet music was glued to the top. Bells and whistles hung from Ivan's face and a drumstick dangled like a ponytail down his back. It looks perfect, Miss Anita declared. This hat was made for you. Ivan smiled. The music teacher turned and walked back into the studio, pleased with herself. Now Ivan had two hats, one on his head and the other he was trying to do and he didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. He didn't know what else to do except keep walking to school but the hatmaker's son was barely down the street when he had a new problem. Ivan the voice was, oh sorry, let me start that again. Ivan the voice was deep and belonged to Bruno the firefighter. What is on your head? Oh Miss Anita gave it to me as a joke. No for real. Oh it's a good thing I came along. I knew your hat day as an ear, so I brought you a gift. 
For the third time that day, a hat was placed on Ivan's head. The hat was just like Bruno's, long and red and shiny. A piece of fire hose was wrapped around it, and a miniature ladder stood straight on the top. The big fireman held the hat steady, while Ivan tightened the strap beneath his chin. Now that's what I call a hat, Bruno boomed in his deep voice. Ivan stepped back, and when he did, he fell over. The hat was so tall and heavy, and the boy couldn't keep his balance, and Bruno helped him to step and to stand up. You'll get, you'll get used to it, Ivan. You will, you'll get used to it. I did, and with that, he turned to leave. Ivan tried and tried to stand, but he kept falling backwards. He slipped, but stepped back so fast, uh, oh, he was back against a wall. Thanks, Mr. Bruno, he shouted, although he didn't feel very thankful. Funny, Ivan thought to himself, it's easy for Bruno to wear a big hat like this, but it's hard for me. What he did feel was confused. When he'd left the house, he had no hats. And now he had three hats, and he didn't like any of them. With one he couldn't see, with the other he didn't want to be seen, and with the third he couldn't stand up. What was he going to do? He didn't know what to do except to go to school. So with one hand holding the heavy hat, and one hand holding the other hat, and one on his head, he walked the rest of the way. Things didn't get any better at school. In fact, they got a whole lot worse. His hats interrupted the class. If he wore the baker's hat, everyone chuckled. If he wore the musical hat, then he made too much noise. He tried to keep Bruno's hat on, but he kept falling off his chair. Ivan, the teacher said, maybe you better go home. Ivan was sad, but he knew she was right. He still didn't know what to do. He had too many hats. And on the way home, he was given more hats. The farmer gave him a straw hat with a bandana to keep the sun off. The beekeeper gave him one that was netted to keep the bees off. The woodsman gave him one, a wool cap, to keep his ears warm. A clown gave him a cone hat with many colours. And the bookshop owner gave him a hat shaped like a dictionary. Ivan had so many hats that he could barely carry them all. He would drop one, and then when he bent over to pick it up, he would drop another, and then he finally had lost his balance, and all of a sudden, he saw Felix the baker. Oh no, he thought, I'm wearing a farmer's hat. I better get that off and get the one on that covers my eyes. Looks great, Ivan, shouted Felix. Ivan sounded tired. Thanks! Balancing the hats was hard enough, but now Ivan's eyes were covered as he walked. He couldn't see where he was going. He didn't stop to rest, and then he heard tinkling bells. It was Miss Anita. Ivan pulled off the baker's hat and threw on the musical hat. Oh, you look wonderful, Miss Anita exclaimed as she passed. Ivan started to pick up the rest of the hats when he heard a deep voice. Ivan, is that you? As quickly as he could, he replaced the hat with the fireman's hat. It's me, it's me, until he fell back onto his bottom again. Bruno didn't see Ivan fall. He was already turning the corner. Looks terrific, my friend. You look great, said Bruno. Thanks. Ivan mumbled to no one but himself. He was so tired. He didn't even try to get up. He just sat there, surrounded by hats. Looks like you've had quite a day. Ivan couldn't remember when a voice ever sounded so good. Father, he shouted, jumping up. You wouldn't believe what happened today. Everyone gave me a hat and none of them fit. Ivan's father spoke up. That's right, said the boy. And they make you tired. Ivan nodded. But you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, do you? Ivan shook his head. His father put his arm around his son. That's right. 
How do you know, Daddy? I'm the hat maker, Ivan. I have seen what happens when people wear hats that weren't intended for them. They feel silly. They fall down. And they get tired. Ivan's father got down on his knees and wiped a smudge of dirt off his son's cheek. Listen, son. Just because someone gives you a hat, that doesn't mean you're supposed to wear it. They mean well, but they don't know you. That's my job. I'm the hat maker. I'm your father. So you'll make me a hat just for me? I will. All you have to do is ask. Oh, please, Father. Please, Father. I would like that very much. Well, let's gather up these hats and get them home. As the hat maker and his son walked towards home, the father asked, Tell me, Ivan, what do you love to do? So, the question is, boys and girls, teenagers and 20-somethings, 30-somethings, even 40-somethings, 50-somethings, and 60s and 70s and 80s, and even 90-somethings. Whose hats have we been trying to wear? Whose feelings did we not want to hurt? Who are we trying to be that we're not? And should we ask the Father to make us a hat just for us? Boys and girls, from your very small very, very small indeed. People start giving you hats. They'll even tell you to support the same football team as your dad. They'll give you a hat. And they'll try to put the hat on you without you even thinking you're wearing the hat. You'll get to school and your friends will want you to be like them and do the things they do. And then the teachers will want you to do what they want you to do. And they'll want you to get the grades so that the school's results are really, really good. And then they'll tell you what you should do at university because that'll get you a secure job rather than being the hat that might be for you. I was a university chaplain. And every year I met people doing civil engineering that should have had art hats on. Mathematicians who were doing music. Lawyers who should have been something else because people were trying to stick hats on them. And yes... Sometimes, boys and girls, it's even your mums and dads that puts hats on you. And then you get to church and you put the minister's hat on. And I look out now and every one of you have a different minister's hat for me than the one that I'm made to wear. Because we all try to squeeze everybody else into the hat that we want them to be. Do you know the best thing about the story? when Ivan took all the hats and got rid of all the hats. And the father made him his hat. Do you know what church is about? If we really got it right, session. If we really got it right, committee. If we really got it right, youth workers and staff and everybody else. It's about making sure that these children in our congregation and our teens and their 20s, and 30s, and 40s, and 50s, and 60s, and 70s, and 80s, and 90s, get the right hat. And that you find out what your place is in the world, because you're going to be good at things that I'm not good at, so you don't need my hat, and I don't need yours. We need to find out 
from God. How did he make me? How did he make you? Why did Jesus come to change us into who we could be? Who is it that he wants to make us? What is it that we can do for him? Maybe the phrase I use the most, and some of you think I've been listening to this for seven years, Alma Neely's been listening to it for 10 or 15 because he lived in chaplaincy. Life in all its fullness is where your deepest joy and gladness meets the world's deepest need. So that thing you love to do that Ivan's father asked him, what is it you're good at? What is it you can do? Then we take what it is that we're good at. Some of us can run fast and some of us can't. Some of us can hammer nails and some of us can't. Some can jump off high things and some of us wouldn't even dare. What it is that we really, really, really enjoy doing. Maybe some of us like adding up sums. There are mathematicians in the house who love fingers. There's other people who love writing long, long essays. Well, it's finding out what we're good at and what we really love and then asking God the Father, now how can I use that to make the world a better place? When we get that right, then I believe we get somewhere close to 10-10. I have come that you might have life in all its fullness. So this week, and I'm not talking to your four or five-year-olds now, this week, I'm sorry Fitzroy, I'm not putting on any of your hats. I've tried it. It's made me sad. It's made me tired. And at times I've fallen over because I've tried to wear every one of your hats. It's not what the Father wants from me. He wants me to find out where I can contribute to Fitzroy in the world and then wear that hat. So, what hat are you wearing? What hat are we going to give our children? How are we going to make sure that this community is all about making sure that all of us, from the youngest to the oldest, is wearing the right hat, living life in all its fullness, that our deepest joy is meeting the world's deepest need? Let's just bow in prayer for a moment. God, we thank you for our children. We thank you for them developing, developing skills and joys and personalities and characters We pray that as a church, we would be a nourishing community that would help them to grow in Jesus, grow by the Holy Spirit forming in their lives so that they might find what they're good at, what you've made them to be, what you've redeemed them to be in Jesus, so that they might then contribute to the world that they live in. And we pray for all of us, Lord, sometimes sad, sometimes tired, sometimes falling over because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and because we want to please everybody else. Help us to see ourselves as you see us. Help us to get a a hat and a life that fits so that we too can live life in all its fullness. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.